0: Welcome to Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps. We have specially created this free content for all our listeners who are studying for wine exams. This has been a journey of development since Stevie Kim discovered Rosie Baker's hand-drawn maps on Instagram through two years of work by our in-house editorial and graphics team, and now the maps are available to purchase in beta form while they undergo the final proofing and editing by our expert advisory board. It's a three-layered project because we know everyone learns differently. We now offer the complete box set of 39 maps, this series of podcasts with the maps narrated by our crack team of wine educators, and finally, the study guide book, which will be published later this year. Our map project is in no way a substitute for the material set out by other educational organizations, but we hope all the wine students out there will find our map project a new, exciting, and useful tool for learning. For more information and to buy the maps, please visit our website at mamajumboshrimp.com.
1: The left bank of Bordeaux map. As I mentioned in our Bordeaux overview, Bordeaux is actually a very large area, but we can make it easy to study by separating it into its smaller areas and really focusing on this split between right and left bank, which is why today we're going to be focusing on the left bank, which are commonly the Cabernet Sauvignon dominated wines. Now, before we get into the specific winemaking and areas and soil types and everything that you need to know, Let's take a quick look back at the Bordeaux appellations. So first up, we have this regional appellation of Bordeaux. This covers wines that are made with grapes from all over the region. But broadly speaking, what this means is wines made from Merlot. This is because Merlot grows very easily, and therefore it's easier to put these grapes into Bordeaux appellation wines. Now, within this regional Appalachian, there is a step up of Bordeaux-Supérieur. This is stricter Appalachian rules and particularly higher levels of alcohol, so higher sugar potential in the grapes. Normally meaning that the grapes for these wines, although still Merlot-dominated, tend to come from slightly better sites, more warmth, more ripening potential, hence more alcohol. From here, we then start looking at the commune wines. So these are wines from specific areas, and a lot of focus in these communes are actually on specific chateaus, thanks to the 1855 classification. Now, Here we're talking specifically Left Bank, and even more specifically, thinking about the Medoc area. That's going to be our focus for a lot of this podcast. So in 1855, there was a classification made of the best wines according to their market value. And these classified certain growths, aka chateaus, and put them into an order from best to least, according to how much money they could command on the market. And this gives us the classification for this Medoc area of the left bank of Bordeaux. What it's really important to understand about this Medoc classification is that it is fixed. It never changes. It has been this way since 1855. It is staying this way. So we have a series of chateaus that command very high prices still because of this original classification. Now, obviously the chateaus vary in size and you can see some variation in quality here. This is not a quality classification. It is just based on this original market value. Because of this and this understanding and because this classification is fixed, new chateaus can't take advantage of it. As a result, we have an additional classification here of cru Bourgeois. This was added later to give these newer chateaus, those who weren't able to capitalize on the original classification, the opportunity to have a designation on their label that indicates that they too have very high quality wines. It's worth noting that within this 1855 classification, there are also the sweet wines of Sauternes, which we'll cover in a moment. But let's focus now on these prestigious red wines of the Medoc and Hort Medoc. So it's a moderate maritime climate here with lots of humidity, lots of water and lots of rot. This also leads to lots of vintage variation because it can change throughout the year. Now, the focus in the Medoc is these red wines. Frost isn't really a problem here. And so you do get ripening late into the season, right into October, which is really important because the focus in the Medoc and Hort Medoc is Cabernet Sauvignon. That needs warmth to ripen and also needs specific conditions to continue ripening. However, one of the key issues here, again related to water actually, is that spring rains can disrupt flowering and fruit set and summer storms often damage or dilute fruit. So canopy management is really important in this area for air circulation. Now, one of the reasons that the left bank of Bordeaux for the red wines is a little bit more focused on Cabernet Sauvignon is because of the soils here. We see a lot of gravel and stone allowing free drainage, meaning the roots are not sitting in water. Also, gravel soils warm up and stay warm throughout the season, like I say, into this late ripening period, allowing for long ripening for Cabernet Sauvignon.
0: enjoying this podcast don't forget to visit our youtube channel mama jumbo shrimp for fascinating videos covering stevie kim and her travels across italy and beyond meeting winemakers eating local food and taking in the scenery now back to the show
1: key communes that you need to be aware of in this area are santa steph puyak saint julienne and margot all of which have this high percentage of Cabernet Sauvignon in the blend, lots of sharp blackcurrant fruit, and lots of oak aging. We're right at the limits of Cabernet Sauvignon ripening here, so the tannins can be really aggressive, very high, and high sharp acidity. So oak is used a lot, and you get lots of cedar, spice, clove, and nutmeg. And one of the reasons it's used is to soften this tannin and acidity. You often see new oak to add very intense concentrated flavors. These are wines designed to have complexity and intensity so that they can withstand long aging periods. Heading a little bit south from this Medoc and Hot Medoc area, you come into Grave. Now again, high levels of gravel soils here. Easy to remember, Grave, gravel. Uh, and here we have both red and white wines. And although the white wines that might be made in the Medoc would just be labelled as Bordeaux Appellation, in Grave you actually have appellations for white wines, one of the most famous being Pessac Leon Yang, this commune area that produces dry Sauvignon Blanc Sémillon blends, often with oak use, with the Sémillon giving body and richness and weight, being able to withstand oak as it is not aromatic. Sauvignon Blanc giving flowers, aromatics and acidity to help with potential aging here. There are however Cabernet Sauvignon based blends in Pessant Leon Yang as well. This area obviously with this gravel soil very suited to Cabernet Sauvignon but here they tend to be a little bit lighter bodied and more fragrant, more floral than the Hort Medoc Reds. In the bigger area of Grave, we have a slightly higher Merlot percentage in the blend, often giving slightly less concentrated and complex wines with more of this soft, fruity character, rounding out the tannins and acidity. Much more focus on black plums and black berries than black currant, and quite often fresh, unoaked Sauvignon Blanc wines. A little bit further south into this Grave area as you're heading. Along the river, we come to Barsac, which is an area dominated by Semillon. It lies within the Appalachian of Sauternes. And so often the grapes here in the best years are put into the Sauternes sweet wines, but can also be labeled as Barsac. semion dominating the blend here because of its susceptibility to botrytis. And this is where we really begin to see uh, noble rot coming into the wines. And then our final stop here, Sauternes, actually the home to not only sweet wines, but also dry wines, although the dry wines are more likely to be labeled under the generic Bordeaux Appalachian. It's the sweet wines that really command prestige here. Again, this blend of Semillon and Sauvignon, but often also with Muscadelle, which is this exotic perfumed grape that enhances the aromatics of Sauvignon. They tend to be high alcohol, sweet but balanced with this very high acidity coming from Sauvignon Blanc, with lots of apricot, citrus peel, these real bitter orange marmalade and saffron characters you get from Sauternes, and lots of toast oak smoke, vanilla from new oak use. These are sweet wines that are designed for strong amounts of ageing. Thinking about key factors natural and human that are in play in the left bank of Bordeaux for those exams. It's so really thinking about grape varieties, why we might blend here. And this is all tied into both the conditions for grape growing, the climate throughout the year, and obviously the actual varieties themselves and what they add to blends. You are quite often get questions asking about why Cabernet might be blended with Merlot here or why Merlot might be blended with Cabernet. And in connection to that, why we see lots of new oak use and lots of aging in Bordeaux wines. It's really about being able to tie all of these factors together Natural factors in the vineyard, human factors in the winery and connecting that to the grape varieties used and then the style of the wine. And in addition to that, you might find questions about differences in style between Bordeaux Appalachian or Bordeaux Superior wines and the actual commune or chateau, these crew wines, looking for you to make this connection between Merlot dominating in the blend, being easier to grow. Therefore, producing these light, fruity, uh, red and black-fruited, simple Bordeaux Appalachian wines in comparison to much more concentrated, intense wines, being able to take that gamble to use higher percentages of Cabernet Sauvignon in the blend. This is really one of the key questions that often gets asked. and It's trying to make these connections between the factors in the vineyard, the factors in the winery and the style of wine produced, and therefore the appellation with which it will be labelled. This is a theme we will continue to talk about in the next episode when we tackle the right bank of Bordeaux and Entree de Mer.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Venetia Academy